as if Inferno wasn't enough for you. Hitting you back with a double dose. Triple. Oh, yeah. Triple dose. Three, three more comics. I was thinking more double dose episodes, but... Yeah, you're right. Okay. Welcome to the X-Life Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm just in. And today we're finishing out our conversation about this week's new comics. Mm-hmm. It's a morning recording session, so this is the first time we're both talking this morning. Yeah, I mean, other than just messing with each other. Yeah, just messing with each other. We got Wolverine. We got Sword. We got Marauders. Wolverine, 17. Sword, 9. Marauders, 25. Is this the correct order in which we will be discussing them? That's the order I put them in, and that's the order I gave them to you, and I'm glad you asked that, because I put them in that order for you. I put them in that order because I know you love Marauders, and I would put Sword as the last if I were to make... How rude. How is that rude? That's fine. That's fine. We'll switch it. So, correction. How is that rude, though? We'll be talking about Wolverine, (laughs) Marauders, I did that for you. Sword. Sword was a better issue. Hot takes. Hot takes. Sword was an issue. Now, I know you've got news, but we have a couple things we have to say before we get into the news. Okay. A couple Inferno things? A couple Inferno things that we just need to clear up. Hopefully you listened to the Inferno episode or you've read the Inferno issue. Yes. And like we just want to, sometimes we do this thing that we call special sauce when we record an episode. We cut in an extra bit of info. But we decided we're not going to do a special sauce. We're just going to tell you on this episode. So one is, if you recall, I was talking about... um, multiple versions of Krakoa and Asteroid K and I kept saying like someone said the first or the last or whatever and Justin remembered that it was Destiny's quote there will be an island not the first but the last and I think that that's where that's coming from that is in reference I believe to the many islands that have been homes to mutant kinds so Genosha Utopia etc etc that's not an island that's just a phrase a phrase and then i was like oh yeah that's definitely where i was getting that phrasing but it's not what i was talking about and And what we ended up realizing i was talking about was that cable reloaded issue from the last annihilation when he's talking about the first age of krakoa yes and so then i was like oh is asteroid k another age of krakoa potentially but it's also another life so who knows and then the second one was about the base, the octopus base slash Magneto's home. Yeah. And they are, in fact, the same place. Well, Magneto has a House of M on Krakoa. And then Island M is the location of the cradle on the list from House of X. So there is not an additional Cerebro hub or whatever it's called on in the House of M. Correct. There is only one on Island M. That's right. Which is the one that Mystique stole? Which is the one that relates to... I believe the one that we see in that panel on Trial of Magneto issue two. Yes. So. And I got one other thing. And it was something that I was thinking of before. The Reign of X Mm -hmm. is over. That's right it is. Because it's the Reign of Emma, Emma, giddy, giddy, Emma, Emma, frog. There was always speculation if that meant Reign of Ten, the Ten Council members. But now we have Twelve. Oh, <laughs> it means the reign of Professor X. It means both. 
We'll see by the end of Inferno. <laughs> because I feel like in terms of how they group the graphic novels, that will be the official end of the Reign of X. That makes sense. What's the news? I'm going to start calling you Wishbone. I'm going to start no. saying, what's the story, Wishbone? That's no. not how the song goes. No. I don't. That reference doesn't connect to me at all. You didn't watch Wishbone? Why would I watch Wishbone? What do you mean? Why would you? What do you? I've never, because, I've never seen Wishbone. Because he is an adorable dog that solves mysteries. I've never. The only reason I know what's the story, Wishbone, is because of you. That is heartbreaking. Does anybody know where Wishbone is streaming so I can find it and show it to Justin? Anyway. Anyway. We got some concept art for our new friend, Captain Krakoa. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Which gave him a little bit more of a Krakoa look. As though he may have been formed. Of the island. Interesting. Yeah. So that kind of adds a little mixture. I mean, it's a little obvious in, in the term sense that in the sense that it's in his name, right? You have Captain Krakoa. It makes sense that that might be Krakoa. I mean, it does. But honestly, I you, now that you're saying it, it does. But before that, it doesn't because like Captain America is not America. But he represents the ideals of America. And Captain Marvel is marvelous <laughs> she is a marvel so he's coming up he's coming up in x-men number six and number seven so far so december and january's issues of the x-men title and we'll see we'll see but we have x-men five before then but now in that concept art there was also another more krakoa looking like more what i would or what i have seen the embodiment of krakoa in a more human slash Groot form on that second page from yeah. the post that I posted no that was Red Root so Red Root from Ten of Swords the voice of Arako oh and that was to compare the concept art of Red, Red Root, Root and, and Captain Krakoa because question of is this a merge between Doug and Krakoa which we've seen in that potential future of Moira's life with uh, Asteroid K well, where snap. they merge together. I mean, he's looking a little jacked up more so than our friend Doug, but Krakoa might do that too. Interesting. We got a new title announcement. What? The excellent. The what? X hyphen cellent. The excellent. Who the heck are those people? This is a follow-up to Ecstatics, what? which is something that you don't know. Nothing. I have no no idea what that is. Yep. But sometimes I really feel like, look at me. I know what's going on. I'm in the zone now. I'm reading comics. I got background. I got knowledge. And then you say something like the excellence is a follow-up to the Ecstatics. And I feel like it's day one again and I have not a clue what there you're are about. many nooks and crannies to the x-men universe many like an english muffin ecstatics was a <laughs> i got you with that one title that evolved out of x-force in the early 2000s and mm-hmm. they were a kind of media facing mutant group and oh it is it is a ridiculous title and i'm excited to check it out a media facing what does that mean uh, like they're meant to be like they they represent at press events basically or they are 
They're like faux X-Men. Like, they have a producer. Oh, geez. They're a public mutant team with government backing. They're like the boys. Kind of, <laughs> but more ridiculous. All right. Dupe is one of them. Dupe. You know Dupe. Dupe. And the last thing. Oh, the final news. And it kind of ties into some other things that I'm I'm seeing. So there's been some delays. The reason we have four books this week is because two of them were supposed to come out last week. Mm-hmm. And they got pushed. It seems as though Sabretooth has been delayed. <gasps> no. So what was being listed as a January 5th release date for issue one is now being pushed to February, at least for what I can see. Blasphemy. And. And. On the schedule, there are no X books next week. What? At least as of right now. Well, we're going to have to do some other kind of fancy dancy episode. You got a plan there, Mr. Mastermind? I just found this out <laughs> five minutes ago when I looked at the thing before I was recording. But also, yeah, I got a plan. I just realized that you cosplayed as Mastermind and you are the mastermind of this podcast. <laughs> Is this all an illusion? Is it time? It's almost time to get into those comics. But before. What? 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 We've got X-Men Green. Oh, yeah. Infinity the one I just comics. read right before we recorded. Cramming to read. Before we need. We're going to get into it, but we have to do a noise, which I can never remember. It's either or (laughs) That one was a struggle. That was a slow scroll. Well, you're into the comic, so you're slowly scrolling. Slow your scroll, bro. This this picked back up in the sense of... This was a very action-packed issue. And and maybe I was calling it too soon last week when I said that last issue felt like a dip where it introduced two characters. Uh, This took full advantage of that introduction and then paid them off. And it is kind of the understanding that these are much shorter, snackable comics. So Bite-sized comics. Yeah, there you go. But Curse and Nature Girl versus Black Mamba. I mean, I like, I can appreciate that basically this whole issue is just a battle. Yeah, because right? it's been set up, right? Right. There's a lot of backstory to it. And we get, uh, speaking about backstory. Oh, Curse. Curse We learned loves so it. much about Curse in this issue. I know. Someone that has no other story otherwise has just been appearing on Krakoa occasionally. She, one, enjoys the fiery pits of the underworld, clearly. Yeah. And two, is not affected by... The dark force. The dark force. That whole, now I'm in it, now I'm out, now I'm in it, now I'm out. And so, neither is, to a degree, Nature Girl. She can right. shrug it off. She can, She can. yeah, she's like having a conversation with it. Right, yeah. She uses it and channels it and does that influence or is that influenced by the new look of hers? Does she change it? Because it starts out being the person that she murdered and then somehow it, twists and turns and then it's the sea turtle that and died and she that's has, definitely not of black mama's right control and the sea because the sea turtle like bites off black black mama's cape no that's the bag that's oh that's the bag that it choked on. I, I, yeah black mama doesn't have a cape i was confused i was like when did she get a cape but okay she didn't she didn't that's trash that is trash Ratch. what it's the sound effect that the turtle oh. makes when it throws up the bag. I was like, is, is Ratch some 
new slang for trash that I don't know. And the end, that last reveal of Sauron entering the chat, which... Sauron has entered. You have sullied my home. I love it. I don't know what he actually said. You fouled... You fouled. You fouled my laboratory. (laughs) Sounds like they pooped everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I like Sauron as someone, you know, he's... uh, I like him as a character just Mm -hmm. to begin with. But then the fact that he's... he's a pterodactyl, so dope, dope, dope. And the fact that he's kind of this animal-human hybrid because you have the dinosaur side, you have the mm-hmm. human bipedal side. I feel like he's perfect for the story. Yeah, he fits right in. And now we get to see some Sauron action. Next time. Okay, now is your time for the Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine! Wolverine number 17. This cover is crazy. Wolverine's all stretched out. Crazy is a good word for it. I like it, though. It's interesting. I like it. It's the the split screen effect. I'm not sure what's going on with that lack of chin. It it seems very bunted. Oh, hold up. Have you turned it upside down? Maverick. I hadn't. Now I see it. I don't think I turned it upside down, but I noticed that that was him. I didn't know. I was like, what is this flowing golden locks? But it's hair. That's just Wolverine's fire in his belly. All right, shall we? I do like the, the oh. claw marks on the W. Yeah, that's nice. And the bullet hole in the O. I'm, a, I'm excited to see Maverick here, especially where things last left off with him. Ho, ho, Maverick. Right? So we, we remember that he is a mole of sorts. He's working for the X-Desk. He's mm-hmm. connected to Dolores. Dolores. With no reference to that Who's in this issue. Dolores? Anyway, page turn noise. This guy. I love him. Jeff Bannister. Jeff Bannister. I do love the detective espionage stuff that we got last arc mm-hmm. with how that came into the Psalm story and then now how he's kind of teaming up with his inside buddy on the CIA that's been building since the first couple of issues. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool outside character that connects in. I also really like the narrative arc Hmm. of this story the, oh, yeah. the way that it's told is really interesting yeah yeah i these... also wanted to say that about inferno yeah well it inferno... felt very quentin tarantino yeah i mean that's hickman though that's <laughs> hickman's structuring of yeah the reveals and now you see something a different way which i went through so many issues to try and find how now other things are affected yeah the x-desk feels like it's just a detail in wolverine but it's a threat to the whole of Krakoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. I don't think I realize that you don't actually... Well, do you sometimes get reference to the X-Desk in data pages and other things? Maybe X-Force? Or is it well, always... X-Force and Wolverine are the same thing. The, I mean, I, I have that note later. This feels like X-Force? It's like when Do- him and Domino are together and she's like, well, the other team members aren't around. What do you want to do? It's like, well, this is a Wolverine book, so we don't need them. But that's fine, Domino. <laughs> this is me where I do my own stuff and maybe I'll call in one or two extra friends. Like you can come along for the ride, but we don't need the whole I team. I don't need Quentin. Anyway, the ex-desk is up to something. This lady, she's going in this diner, but why? Yeah. And Bannister's sniffing it out and he finds this green booger underneath the table. Well, at first I like just with the kid like. What's going on? Why are you, what are you crazy? Doing? Why, why, why are you dumping out the salt? Yes. Yeah, what are you doing? Yes, Daddy. Why are you acting so crazy in my diner? Yeah. 
just inspecting things, and then I found a green booger under here. A little, little thing, and now I know what I'm looking for, and let's get some breakfast. Hey, it's a title page. Friends in high places. Message in a bottle. Written by Benjamin Percy. Art by Lon Medina. Inks by Cam Smith. Colors by Java Tartaglia. And letters by Corey Pettit. Don't you mean VCs, Corey Petty? I don't. I, I've been cutting the VCs out. I've been cutting the... But it's... Oh my God. VC does not own this man. Well, he it, they are credited to own this man. <laughs> <laughs> he is his own artist in the lettering styles. Hey, look, we got some Cohen karaoke. Come oh on. my this god, this was ridiculous fun. It was ridiculous. Probably fun. the best bit of slice of life in a long time. Yes, everybody's song choices. Blah blah, Baran. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. I don't know about unbreak my heart. These Why? two are they drunk? Tony Braxton? I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I just feel like everyone else's was directly related to them, and then the two of them are singing. La Baran? How is that other than he mashed his name into it? Well, that's what I'm saying. He mashed his name to it. Pyro singing about fire. Gene and Aurora love each other. They're friends. Everybody knows it. Claremont knows it, but he didn't tell you why until later on. They're friends. and So they want to be back to be lovers. No, they were Say never lovers. you love me again. That's the lyrics. I know the lyrics of the song. <laughs> I know Unbreak My Heart. <laughs> Under this hurt you cause when you walked, walked out the door, door and walked out of my life. Uncry these tears. All right, that was terrible. Let's keep going. <clears throat> Can't be singing with my morning voice. The Green Lagoon first appeared in Percy's X-Force. Oh, interesting. And I love how it's become the cultural hangout spot. You love the Green Lagoon. I do. If How could you Lagoon, not? If the Green Lagoon was a real place. I'd go there all the time. I'd become a, a regular at the Green Lagoon. Someone's got to get you some mutant genes so you can get up on Krakoa. I think the next batch of X-Men Unlimited should just be little slice of life stories around Krakoa because this is just delightful. You could do. You could just do one, one story one shots where it's like, hey, here's what's happening. Here's In the, the Green Lagoon today. Yeah, right. Anyway, Domino, she's here. She's ready. But Wolverine is, doesn't need the rest of the team, as we said before. Yeah, he's got work to do. He's meeting with Domino about this group of hostiles trying to take out Krakoa's drugs in more ways than one. A hundred thousand gallons of defoilant. And look at this. Yet another reason why we can have X-Corp stories without an X-Corp comic. Yeah, referencing to the product, referencing to the, the troubles I think this kind of connects to the problem that Emma was talking about in the flashback of Inferno about like being busy with X Corp's product when Mystique came to see her. Yeah, and I think that also references what was happening in Marauders in the last few issues, like the one where Tempo came in, where they had a backlog and they were trying to like satisfy both their legitimate and black market customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Maverick is here, and he's singing a song. Hot on the trail of a new case, and in comes a mole, looking all sorts of middle-aged cool in his jacket and sunglasses. <sighs> he's looking something. And he's playing it cool on Krakoa. He's only here for fun. You know, he's not setting up roots. He's just coming in and out, seeing some peeps. Spying. Spying on everything. 
CIA desk jobs, Bannisters on a desk job in a secret CIA location, working to find dirt and decipher messages. That green little booger recorder is organic tech, so he knows it's either Krakoan or Terraverdian. It's either one. But the fact that he then can hear what Wolverine just said. Right. That is concerning. Well, and so also... So is it connected? So do you think the device is connected to Maverick and she, what's her name, Dolores, goes into that restaurant just to like download what Maverick has done since the last time she was there? Like why would they have a device planted in a diner that's recording what Maverick is doing? Why wouldn't they just have that device in like their hub? Why is it in the diner? To pass it off? Is that what you're saying? Like to pass it from himself to Dolores? Because we know that the timing of these are not synchronous. Like these these two storylines aren't happening at the same time. Right. But this... Oh, right. But this storyline... Hold on. Let me... Let me... Help me understand. So because we know what happens at the end, then when Wolverine... Wolverine hasn't yet gone to Jeff's house. Correct. He's going to go there. And once he goes there... He finds the message. That is this transcript of this whole thing. Right. So how do, So which one happens first? This. Well, then how does that work? Yeah, exactly. How does that work? But we don't know when Maverick and Wolverine start on their trip, right? You know, like... <clears throat> so I guess that had to have happened before so that it could be recorded like we don't know how long their experience is you know what i mean right i guess i'm having a really hard time understanding because this guy he hasn't jeff hasn't let yet left the note because he's still compiling all the information that is the note so it could be that these two things are happening simultaneously and then he goes so after this situation right now while he's re investigating this Wolverine and Maverick are still on Krakoa. But then he does his next bit. Jeff does his next bit and leaves the message and then TBD. And then Wolverine goes to find it. So I feel like they could be happening simultaneously. It's just Jeff's story wraps up a little sooner. So interesting, confusing. Mm -hmm. Hopefully there's some answers. This guy coming in. Just uh, what are you working on there? Jeff? Hey, hey, Jeff, what are you As doing? As he's listening to these layers of audio recording from the conversation that we just saw between Wolverine and Maverick. Thankfully, he's wearing headphones, so this guy doesn't get all the info. But he sees and notices, hey, is that Krakoan? That is Krakoan. But it's not. But it's not. It's green and suspicious, and I'm going to talk about it. He's green and he's suspicious, and I'm going to tell somebody I shouldn't be telling about Right. It. In Sage's logbook, we get a transmission alert picked up. This sounds, I mean, it's definitely not Bannister. It is the other guy, right? The guy that oh, walked yeah, in. yeah, for right. sure. Tell you if anything showed up in the offices, references that it was found by one of our analysts. 
I think it's him calling the X desk to let them know that this bug has been found and intercepted. Right. And they probably know that it's been intercepted. They just don't know where it went. Right. And now they know where it went. Because Bannister was at the table 90 minutes before Dolores would get there. Because he wanted to know what was what. What was she grabbing? What was she getting? Why was she going there? Yes. She's picking up the drop. And then we get our submarine assault. Now we're here for the action, which I love this balance. I think this is a great example of that that strike of balance between plot, espionage, deeper mystery story, mm-hmm. and then just a couple of pages of dope action. Yeah, that's true. Just dope, dope action. The tank is officially armed as he gets his arm chopped off. Not for long. I do like Wolverine calling the shots in the field as the team takes this whole thing down. There's like... Within this issue, too, because Wolverine does not know that Maverick is a double agent. Right. But Maverick is just telling him. He's telling him so many times. Well, even Domino calls him out at one point. Right. He's like, oh, you're just bringing a stranger. Like, he's just flat out saying it. Right. Telegraphing. I do love the use of Domino's power on the next spread where she shoots up in the air and she's like, hey, let's just wait for a second. Let's just hang out and talk. Yeah. And then the bullets fall down and hit them in the head. Perfect. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Yes, here's the part where, hmm, sounds too risky to me, bringing a killer into your own backyard and all. Yeah. Well, and that also connects to the Bannister Wolverine relationship, right? They yeah. always met in his backyard. They always yeah. you know, coming through the gate right into his backyard. Maybe that's a direct note to that because they that's know of that. Interesting. Do, so I don't recall. Does Maverick know that he's a double agent? Yes. Maverick knows that he's a double agent. Maverick knows that he's working for the X desk. Do you think he feels bad about that? And that's why he's leaving clues like this? Um, I don't know that he feels much of anything. <laughs> he has no feelings. He is a lifeless murder machine. Well, Domino's getting to use her cool forge arm still. Yep. Love it. Plinking bombs right off of canisters. Yeah, as she doubles down on this question of Maverick's loyalty. Mm-hmm. Then we get our CIA Tragedy. assault. Yeah. It's just rough. They're all wishing... He was wishing for them to oh, be in the field. Here's a weird plot hole I'm going to throw out. Sure. Jeff tells the guy who called the axe desk, go get me tacos. He tells him to go get, go get me tacos, bring them back. And now he is coming back with tacos. No. The guy says, I'll take four shrimp tacos with mild salsa. It's your turn to get lunch for everybody, remember? It's Jeff's, that's where Jeff's leaving to go. Oh. Dang, I hate it when I'm so blatantly wrong like that. Like I just completely misremember things. <laughs> so he's coming back with these tacos and everybody's dead in the CIA office. The secret CIA office, which was a pretty big point at the beginning. So this had to have been some force right. coming in. Right. Right. This was not a known location. We had the security secretary at the desk hadn't having a gun trained well, I, on any any entrance i wonder too if the the guy who called the x desk if he connected with them again and had more conversation and just didn't mention krakoa and told them how to get in because sage only picked up on it because he mentioned krakoa hmm. so like she gets like a alert well if it is the x desk then they know how to get in that they're part of the cia i believe they're they're a desk within the cia oh that's why Bannister knows of the X-Desk. That's why 
they're watching him and I he's watching them. I thought they were them. like a different government branch. No, I don't believe so. All right. Not good. And he goes on the run. This maverick reveal towards the end. Ooh. Yeah. That yeah. gives me the willies. Yeah. And then we wrap it all up in that last data page as Jeff gives his clue to Wolverine. Message in a bottle. Yeah. It is It is a cool wraparound to yeah, the, beginning. the story and how it connected. Maybe I meant this one was very Quentin Tarantino of him. Maybe they're all Quentin Tarantino'd. <laughs> Maybe. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. I thought it had intrigue and espionage and good action. Yeah. Yeah. Great Fast balance paced. all around. Yeah. yeah. Good story. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I think Percy is finding the groove of these kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so much similarity between X-Force and Wolverine that do they need to be two titles or is it just, you know, one's got a side Well, you got to have this. You got to have stingy, gnarly beast in X-Force. That's true. That's true. He can't shine in Wolverine. Uh, yeah. But now that he's established, he can just be in the background. Yeah, go be in the background. <laughs> What's the Krakoan for the next issue? Sending out an SOS. Oof, look at Wolverine in that preview image. Which, if you think about it, that is another end where it starts, right? So they're doing Krakoan karaoke, message in a bottle. Sending out an SOS. Oh my God. Message Look in at a you bottle. and your music skills. There was, so I was trying to translate this Krakoan and... There, there's no spaces, right? Right. So when, when it when it builds a word that I recognize, I put a space in myself. So I wrote "send in Gautanzos." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> oh, sending out an SOS. <laughs> okay. Send in Gautanzos. Send in Gautanzos. <laughs> Solenia. All right. The pickle man. The pickle man. We did it. Wolverine. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, and I think I think Ben's gotten better and better as this has gone on. You know, the last arc was my favorite of Wolverine. As long as we don't do vampires. As as Just no more vampires. No more vampires. I was not, you know, it, it's fine. It's building and it's got a cool connection to Omega Red, but it was That's not enough. my favorite. No. Yeah. I like the pale girl. You know, I like Adam Kubert on the covers. Mm-hmm. I like this villain artist too. He's good. Great stuff. Hey, now it's time for Marauders. Emma, Emma, giddy, giddy, Emma, Emma first. That was okay. Emma, Emma, giddy, giddy. It's more the frost. All right. Needs to have that frost. We got a double feature on this cover, folks. Obviously, the white queen with the bloody diamond knuckles, vengeance and destruction. But then. Obviously. We also had to have. Alicia's favorite new image, the Emma and Kate variant. Side by side, back to back. On the ship. Lounging on that ship. With Lockheed. I love both the covers. I think you quickly made that your new phone background. <laughs> Don't judge me. I, I love to, Emma looking like this. I went to a, another shop to get that variant cover, and I picked up a couple other variants of Inferno, and the guy was like, you got a very Emma theme going on. <laughs> and like, you were like, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how the conversation went. And he was like, oh, be careful with that. <laughs> Gotta watch out for those Emmas. <laughs> that you do, baby. That you do. All right. Ready? Yeah. Diving in. Wait, can we just talk about how on this one, even the word marauders is in diamond form? Oh, yeah. 
That's amazing. The blood splatter everywhere. I, I do love this it's cover. It's a really great cover. All right, page turn noise. There is no stronghold that you cannot simply walk into. No warrior you cannot humble. You are a living weapon. I will hone you into the finest warrior this world has ever seen. Ogun to Shadowcat. Because I am a ninja. You don't know. I've been trained by a ninja. You don't know Ogun. I don't, but I know she was trained by a ninja. Yeah, that's been referenced, right? So this is a very specific reference from Kitty Pride and Wolverine, a six-issue miniseries from the 80s. Which I want to read. That was a follow-up to the first ever Wolverine mini. Ogun has the ability to imprint his mind or psyche onto others and take over them. So he is the reason why Kate or Kitty at the time is a trained ninja assassin. He kind of took over and corrupted her. Interesting. Scandalous. It's it's a title page. A snowball's chance. That's mine. (laughs) Night of the Comet. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do it again? Do it again. No, it's over now. Written by Jerry Dugan. Art by Phil Noto. Letters by Corey Petit. (laughs) He's Corey Petit. (laughs) He's Corey. Corey is his own man. All right. Space. We're digging in. Oh, we're all lost in space. We're picking right back up on our cliffhanger, which love is it. great. I love it when that happens. You, know, you, you leave us so high and dry, we got to know what happens next. Iceman with those fast reflexes. Making an ice bubble for all my friends to live in. Yeah, it's cool. It's smart. And obviously, they weren't going to die, you know, right. especially because Lockheed wasn't going to be able to be resurrected. You cannot have that. Obvious plot hole that you can't kill off Lockheed. People would riot. I am people. <laughs> Me too. I like Kate slaps Emma in the face to wake her up. Wake up, Emma. Yeah. Smack. And this the problem is they don't have a whole lot of air, and they can't really use fire to warm them up. They're in the depths of space, so they either freeze or suffocate to death. I will say this whole section, I feel like I was thinking about you while I was reading, and I was like, look at this. The whole team is involved. Everybody's doing something. We're working together. Justin's I, excited. I was very excited. I even wrote that later on. I was like, the fact that we get the full team doing a team thing. Yeah. And they're all just so smart with their powers. Yeah. Or or Jerry's very clever to this plot that yes. you know, they each bring something unique to this dynamic that allows them to do this. They're they're running this drill of how to survive in this situation mm-hmm. and, and to play off of each other like a mutant circuit. Some choice, freeze to death or suffocate. Okay, Shaw, why don't you do something Do something useful? Kate brings the science. Pyro brings the sadness. The, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's better to burn out than fade away. What? No. <laughs> We're just going to... Oxygen. Bravo. Oxygen. Yeah. Now Shaw's excited. Yeah, this this back and forth between Bishop and Shaw is just, it. just... Let's ridiculous. just punch each other a bunch just, so we can I, make a blast. I just see like like bros like punching each other's arm back and forth. Like, what? Chest bump. Come on, man. They're getting real excited. The use of their power all in tandem to figure out this problem is is cool. It's fun. Yeah. And Kate's about to just phase through space. Are we ready? Have we gotten enough power? Because we only get one shot. Yeah. Iceman's locked him in. Emma's connecting them off telepathically. Bishop with the blast off. These pages, they, they depend on the art. You know, there's not a whole lot happening in terms of you, you've set up our 
concept and mm-hmm. it's now they're preparing to do this thing and i don't mind that no you know, i it, like it, just, it it makes it move a lot faster i think know? that's what i like about marauders is like it always moves really quickly and it doesn't always give you a grand reveal or a huge plot point but i like the characters and the story always like goes quickly and there's always some like sass yeah yeah this is just this is the the wrap-up to last issue's build yeah so here pyro take this gun i gotta go in i got one shot she's still got her kill shot tattoo yeah this this like diving in the star of the issue obviously obviously killer kate crash landing into the mercury as rick slow is getting his groove back there was a typo here and there's a typo later on. Oh, where is it? Where he's dancing. Not going to lie, ship. I won't miss the mutants. Oh. Oh. Happens. Yeah. Please, I'm the queen of typos. I sh- it shall is true. fault no one. I cannot spell I, and I, I am terrible at typing. I catch your typos. All the time. My text messages, please. Oh, I don't. If there's a typo in a text message, I just let it lie because I never check that. This is a great reminder of Kate's strengths and abilities, this issue, and especially this, she's not had a whole lot of one-on-one combat since the beginning. Yeah, it's been a little while. When they went to take down those Russians, and even then, that was just the first couple of issues. Yeah. she's She had a little too much power. She fall all the way to the bottom of the ship. Yeah, overshoots. Face plants. I'm going to kill this guy. She's and but first, but first, I'm gonna steal your bottle and just take a quick sip. Yeah, I'm here <laughs> for business, right but I'm also me. here to party. Classic Kate. And and she's learned from. He doesn't try the the oxygen thing, you know, the right. the chemical, but he does try to do later on. He does try to send out like ejector again. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's no. Not you're not doing twice. that twice, buddy. Yeah. I'm I'm trained by ninjas. I just remind you that so you know. Like I always tell guys that before they fight me. Which he doesn't know what ninjas are. The truth. Catherine. Catherine. Just get rid of this high blocker, Catherine. And then she headbutts him. I love that Emma is like telepathically blocking her pain receptors. Yeah. But this is an instance where I guess... They're saying, see, Emma's not Omega because eventually she has to stop doing one thing or another so that she can do the other thing. So she has to stop blocking Kate's pain so that she can deal with this Rick Slow character. And who knows if Jean could do both of those things or if it's just how each user's telepathy works in a different way, right? So Jean is considered an Omega. Emma is not. Yeah. But in X-Men Red, Jean could like ease the minds of an entire city yes so there's a difference i hate to admit it and connect all the mutants yeah at the same time at the gala at the same time and tally votes yeah and broadcast reasoning yeah that's enough (laughs) gene gene get it don't you dare don't how dare you doors open emma wonderful job darling wonderful job this, oh my God, this made me laugh so hard. Rickslow's mannerisms now influenced by Emma is yes, hila- hilarious. He's holding his hands the like that. Like, oh, darling. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And Kate. Sometimes I, I worry about Kate. What? She's finished fighting and then she's like, well, okay, let me just have some more drink. Hey, you know, she's, she's washing off the pain. 
that yeah, she's she just now had feeling. to numb herself because she headbutted a man. Yeah, and landed through Face space. <laughs> through space. Bishop, stop teasing me. I'm starting a war college. Oh my god! And we're going to teach this one at it. I all caps, all you, excitement. When you when I read that, don't talk about it. Be about it. I was like, oh snap. Justin is going to freak out. Which? Because it has to happen now. It has to happen. It's you, flat out Ben said. It hasn't I been am. referenced before, but now it was in that issue of X Men and he's following up on it. I am starting And there's the a war data college. page at the end. There's a he, he's data the, page. About he's the it. Captain Commander. Let's go. He's in charge to do things like this. This is the time to do a war college. I'll read that book. Or even if it's not a book, if it's like an annual, <laughs> I'll read that book. I'll read that too. It's just all out action. I don't care. I do love this little this little response from Magic. Congratulations on inventing Krakoan jury duty. JK, I think it's a good idea. Yes. Magic. I'm I'm curious before we get to that, this idea that we're just gonna leave Rick slow, you know? This is his, his punishment. Well kill no man. Kill no man he he is not a man. He's an what alien. What do you mean? He's an alien. I think he falls under the the category of a man. And they're going to give him the Mysterium? It just seems... it. I don't know. They're leaving him open to I, return. I don't know. I think Emma's using a power move here. She's like, now, remember what I said. Like, she's she's saying, yes, you dirty double-crossed me, but I am. We are more powerful than you. Do not mess with the Marauders. Now, our deal was you take the Mysterium and you go. You have one more chance to follow that deal. You know, like she's being merciful, but yeah. also snarky. But also, this is the second time that she's been merciful and snarky to this guy. Well, they and have the, a history. And the babe. first one blew up in her face and she didn't learn anything and they almost died. I don't know. That, that's my feelings on it. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Emma can do no wrong in my eyes. Lucas is spelt wrong. Lucas. It's a C. That's upsetting. Is it always been a C? It's always been a C. Lucas Bishop. Yikes. What's that Krakoan? Sea Dragon. Ooh, Sea Dragon. S-E-A Dragon. Like, as in Lockheed? No. A new dragon of the, the cover, sea? The cover, it looked like Iceman versus Fin Fang Foom. Oh, I know who that is. You kind of, yeah. Big green dragon. Fin Fang Foom. I don't remember what issue that was in that we talked about, but I remember talking about it. I think it was when we were talking about the Marvel Legends. Maybe. Maybe. But obviously you loved this issue. Obviously. Yeah. Kate any, was kicking any, booties, taking names. Any favorite parts, any call outs, anything that you're excited about going forward? This, this feels like this section wrapped up. I didn't mind Shaw on the team either and the fact that he was there. I think that was the question with the last issue's cover, which was beautiful. It was the three of them mm-hmm. on the cover. And I was like, why is Shaw going on Marauder's missions now? What is this? Well, Shaw is, he has um, recognized his alpha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he can still be snarky and Shaw and be like, oh, um, I'm, I'm here to drink he alone. Knows. He, he was just knows. there. He was just there in the Red Lagoon to drink alone and then got tied into it. Yeah. But he knows that. It goes Emma, Kate, then Shaw. He knows. I like. I love it. I love it. I love my girls. I love them. And it's cool to see the whole team be in France and doing team stuff. You ready for Schwad? 
I am very ready for sword. Ooh, this cover is ominous. Yeah. And I've been waiting on something like this. Henry Peter Gyrick has been teased in the, in the background for a couple times, right? There was just that eavesdrop from Manifold that we got to find out a little bit about his connections to Orcus. And then after the gala, when he's recruiting Guardian. Yeah, which is, I was not recalling. I was like, I know I've seen this interaction before, but I don't recall who this person is. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so he's been lurking in the background with this setup as a big mutant problem. Him holding Brandon Manifold on the cover with the Orcus logo in the background. And Frenzy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see Frenzy there. Yeah. Oh, Frenzy's in there too, baby. In this Gyric bubble. In this orb. Orbis, perhaps? Orbis. (laughs) All right, shall we dive in? Ah. Page turn noise. (laughs) Welcome to Alpha Flight. Get it? (laughs) Ha ha. Because uh-huh. Guardian was the leader of Alpha Flight when it was the Canadian team. But now. Alpha Flight is the space program of the humans. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so Brand used to be the leader of Alpha Flight and would not continue. That I think was... I just thought it was still the Alpha Flight that I. Nope. I didn't realize that it's a different organization now. Nope. And that's that's why Gyrick is. <laughs> <laughs> Evil twirling his mustache. Yeah. These suspicions from Gyrick makes me hate Orcus' reaction so much. They're mad because the mutants are meeting with new allies. There is no organized port for aliens on Earth, right? So he's talking about all these aliens coming in, breaking bread with the mutants, Mm -hmm. and he's upset because they're meeting with people. Earth has never had their stuff together in this way that had a port for aliens to come in and to to do diplomatic things. You're right, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's just jelly. There is no space bar in Manhattan that I can he's park just, my ship on. He's upset. They did it first. That's his whole thing. That's Orcus's whole thing. Is the mutants always do it first, and we need to do it first. Well, you can't. Well, they didn't. You didn't. Mutants made Araco into what it is, and the humans slash Orcus are jealous of that power. When we named it, we called it Mars after the great god of war. We're going to do war. Well, you can't have it anymore. It's, it's been theirs. taken from you. It was never yours. This guy's upset, though. He's like, Guardian? but yeah. Logan and I go way back. Yeah. I don't really know how I feel about this. Gyrick is manipulating him, too, yeah. which makes sense. You know, I, I, classic I hate Garrick. him. I hate him, but I love the... You love to hate him. Right, yeah. The the narrative intrigue and what is coming. His taming a smug little face. Taming a wild planet, an empty, lifeless planet that is now a society. Get out of here, Gyrick. Get out of here. I was reading this again yesterday when I was doing my notes, mm-hmm. and I was just getting all fired up by these pages. You're very fired up by Gyrick. I don't know up. if I've seen you this fired up. I'm upset. You're being the me in this situation right now. You're letting yourself get flustered by I'm a not fictional flustered. character. I'm not flustered. I think you are flustered. Ooh, a title page. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what is happening? It, hello? Anybody know what's going on? The best laid plans. I will destroy you. Friends and I places. Oh, my. Written by Al Ewing, (laughs) artist Jacopo Camagni. I really put my foot in my own mouth here. Color artist Fernando Sefuntes of Proto Bunker Studios. Letters VCs Ariana Maher. 
Designed by Tom Muller. There's Let's so many, dive in. There's so many little boxes on this. You, you mentioned that on... Yeah, when, I, when you were like, Inferno. it doesn't have to have all the people on the issue. But I think it also helps here because we don't get individual names from all the people in the issue. So of the Shi'ar entourage, we don't get everybody named specifically. Oh, the Shi'ar entourage. Okay, here we go. We're diving in. <laughs> My Lanta Santa, look at them. They're here. The Shi'ar have arrived. And this this point that they get the special treatment of being able to walk right in, where all other people need to go to Port Prometheus. That's even a, a rule when I went back to Planet Size X-Men to check that out. That's the second rule. Attempt no landing except at Port Prometheus. Oh, interesting. So this is very special high honor right yeah the fact that you know the shiar you can just walk right in because you're the shiar and we're trying to court you as an alliance brand is upset that storm's not there she really is upset about it yeah and and you know manifold's just like well you know she's gotta fight aliens yeah but i mean this this development before we get to storm fighting aliens of cannonball now as a deputized sub guardian he didn't, win, he didn't win the election, but he's still got some things to do. Where's Sunspot? I don't know. Too much X-Corp? Taking a nap. Yeah, that, that checks out. <laughs> I like Cannonball's new outfit. He's had that outfit for a while. Okay, I like it. I do too. <laughs> and now Brand is upset because Storm is fighting you. Yeah, she's back in that circle perilous. She just keeps going. Like, Come on, Araco. Constant- when are y'all just going to accept it? Never. Constantly challenged, even though she's defeated Tarn, which right. is a pretty big fight, it's and that was intense. Fight. This Kobach never held. Is that that's his name? Never held. No one. No one. No one, no one hugged you, him. Kobach. No one hugged him. Sad. It. This is a great, easily recurring point that could be featured on Araco. The fact that Storm wakes up and fights today's Araki. This morning I woke up. I looked at my schedule. I had. 37 battles in the Great Ring. <laughs> Just a regular Tuesday. Just a regular Tuesday. You know, we could always get a little great storm action sequence as she warms up in the Circle Perilous. Always. And now we have a note from Abigail Brand as about she, her relationship with Cable. As she reaches out to Acting Commander Cable. So you got you got two sword stations. You need two, two commanders. commanders. It's interesting this like story too that she's talking about of how she basically hired baby cable because she his wanted parents to exploit and she needed to exploit it, but now she has her hands on the real deal old man cable who knows what's up. Yeah, which is not really what he what she wanted. Right. She wanted to have all the control. Yeah. This was something that was brought up before, and I like it as a storytelling detail in how it creates the animosity between Brand and Cable. Mm -hmm. This idea that she had these plans for him, but now we have Old Man Cable with a lot of unknown knowledge within him. Which is surprising to me that she didn't just up and say, no, 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 you're not the person that I hired for this job, so you don't have this job anymore, like to, to retain her control. I don't know. But... He Cable probably, probably would have put up a fight about right, that. Right, because he probably remembers the fact that he was the security guard. Yeah. The head of security on... And, and it seems as though... So he was the head of security, and now he's an acting commander. She's given him more power. More power. I do like this this beat about the 
techno organic virus and how he is constantly battling and it's battling his TK. I, yeah, that was really cool. I didn't know. I don't think I knew. I know we had a whole episode on cable and, yep. and sorting it all out, but I don't think I realized or remembered that that techno organic virus was basically the phalanx and that he has like overcome or he keeps it at bay so he's constantly using his telekinesis to fight off this virus from going further into his body which is interesting there's been times where he's captain krakoa is cable i don't know about that but maybe i don't think so uh there's been times where he hasn't had to fight off the to virus Mm -hmm. and he is super powered because his his telekinesis is much stronger than anybody else is he omega he is not on the list no well that's ridiculous exodus is a omega level telekinetic exodus well cable doesn't like his chair he doesn't and want that's to get... how brand keeps him in his place well he doesn't want to be comfortable because that's when the trouble comes when you're distracted exactly you can't feel safe Head on a swivel. The uh, the Shi'ar snub over here. This is a callback to that issue of X-Men 17 that you did not like. Or you were like, what did I just read? Oh, where yeah. Where I was like, what is this issue? Does Aurora this is owed a favor by the Shi'ar for saving Xandra's life. Mm-hmm. which And now apparently Xandra loves Storm for it. Mm-hmm. And it was very puppy dog eyes. Well, who doesn't love Storm? It's Come true. on now. It's true. If Storm saved my life, I'd want to see her every time I visited her planet. And you think about the the power that Xandra wields, the full Shi'ar Empire. That's intense. This is this is big. Big news, big news. But uh-oh. Incoming. Incoming aliens. The Lethal Legion, they they're, get right to it. They're very dope looking. Yeah. Translocating directly where the Shi'ar are. These this Lethal Legion they got a little too much power, I think. Well, they're they're built for it. Yeah, which so when you get to the next, first of all, pause. This spread, this art of them arriving, yeah, love it, beautiful. Here for it, I love the um, way that you see just sort of the the teleportation lines of them in the smaller image at the top, but then they still sort of have that pink glow glow as they're fully arriving. Love it. But when we get to this data page about them, they're just basically like manufactured yep. and sold. Like you can get this model with these upgrades. Yeah, they are a hit team that you can. Honestly, I was reading this and it felt like a like a menu, like a, an advertisement yeah. for space mercenaries. Yes. And get your half bot now with new murder technology. Choose your corpse. Yeah. <laughs> Please specify planetary origin of corpse when ordering. The details of it, it seems as though there have been 17 series of offerings building on past enhancements and successes from the previous. So this is 17. Series 17. Series 17, right. Where there have been references to series 16, series 15 in these data blurbs where they get new people to augment with these specific skills and these specific powers. And let's just talk about it for a hot second because... They are destroying the Shi'ar. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, the Shi'ar cannot be resurrected. Right. And the Shi'ar, Super Guardians, I mean, you read... 
right. Dark Phoenix when That's they were going was, up against the X-Men. I was reading these the, these next few pages and I was just confused. I was, there's not even a little bit of pushback. Like they're not even winning a little. Okay, granted, the one person kicks the orb. I used to play soccer. Like, okay. <laughs> That's, you're all still dying. Yeah. He's just very proud of his kick. But it's just watching them all get destroyed and destroyed and destroyed. It it's it's hard to to watch or hard to read. It makes me really frustrated when I'm reading because yeah. I'm also just sitting here going, "Okay, so all of these characters are just dead now." Well, so many of them. Yeah, Fang and Neutron and Titan, but I don't think Guardian died. The way that guy just with the, the chainsaw just stabs him through and he just yeah folds it on himself and just flat out disappears yeah they're matched for their opponents this was a specific hit order mm-hmm. you know they come in knowing that they're here for the shiar ugh, so many just like ugh, what a punch right through your mouth through the back of your skull just... right the taking over random and then murdering forearm Oof, it's really rough it's really rough. I called it out in Inferno forearm, making the the double duty appearances. He was fencing with Shaw and the yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know what his second appearance was. To be honest, when you were saying that, and I was just like, "Go along for the ride. You'll figure it out eventually." <laughs> this is forearm. He's got forearms. Yes, I see that now. Titan with his soccer play. I mean, you want to talk about a balance of book that has some big plot development and a big action sequence this is this doing that hits that That's really well sure. and i would argue that adds a few big plot details as we're talking about the shiar relationship mm-hmm. as we're talking about this new lethal legion that will likely see a series 18 after this because we get our orb in the chair later on mm-hmm. the battle is just not going well for them no until until Look at her face. Look who's here. I know. She's so excited. She loves her. My girl, Storm, she's here to save me again. This page, this this image of Storm coming in. Yes, get it, Storm. Oh. I, I, Xandra's excitement for Storm coming in is all of us. Yeah, it's like when Storm, exactly. When Storm comes in and saves the day, yeah, we're here for it. Yay, Storm. But someone has been watching learning from all their powers and is connected to the creation of the lethal legion Whew, woof. this orbis stellaris is also working with and for gyric which is crazy so he saw jelly about aliens but he got his own alien friends right he just doesn't have a place to meet with them you know you can come you can come to alpha flight station Listening in, were you, Mr. Mole? I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Oh, man, this was... Ready to show sword where your true loyalties lie? This is a heartbreaker. This, this... More than ready, ready, Henry. So you just sit back <sighs> and let the whiz kid work. I cannot. I didn't see that at all. Whiz kid is the mole in sword? I don't get it. I don't Why? like it. And I hope Brand suspects it. Why, Wizkid, why? I zoomed in on this last page to see, is is she looking over her shoulder? Is she aware? Yeah. She doesn't strike me as the kind of person who is going to have something pulled over her like this. Like, I'm almost hoping or or, or thinking that this is built as a contrast to Xavier Magneto, how closely she watches her back versus how they're able to have the wool pulled over them. 
I don't know. I just, I can't. I mean, I don't know who I thought a mole would be within Sword, but. That is the the worst person that can be a mole. Right, because he's like pretty powerful. He's powerful, but he's also like embedded into the technology of the station. Yeah. And even since that first issue of Sword, I was flipping back through it. He's been setting up the Krakoan infused technology on the station. So he's been communicating and working with that. Who knows what he knows? It's scary how many, how much Orcus has of like connection. How many places they are inside of the Krakoan systems. Yeah. And honestly, I'm excited about that. I feel like the last two years have been the X-Men on top. And it's been great, but it's been very kind of low stakes villains in terms of what's happening and this this is a hot we're getting high stakes now y'all yeah this is a little bit of fall from grace fall from the top hey there's some some cracks in the firmament something bad is going down oh this is this is a great issue Whew. what's that Cohen? inside man inside man which yeah. is interesting this preview image normally they just take the cover and have it there but these two cable and taki Wizkid on the cover are on this side. So I don't know if they're framing it this way to give you this conflict setup that's specifically between them. You know, Cable is a telepath. Mm, Interesting. I keep on hoping that telepaths are watching their back a little bit better. They just are like constantly eavesdropping on the people around them. Right. And does Cable know that, you know, the the amount of knowledge that Cable knows from the future? Does he know that was kid was... Is the one that betrays them? Oof. Is that the benefit that the old man brings? Because the cover for the next issue, it looks like sword is falling. Yikes. This is not sword, good, my friend. The sword station is blowing up on the cover. And now we have to wait two weeks for new issues. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope that that's not real and I'm just surprised. But it seems as though things are being pushed back and we're not going to. Well, I think there's. You know, there's shipping and supply delays all over the country. And there's so. shortages of the paper that's used to print comics. So that's probably what's going on, which is unfortunate. We'll just have to fill our time with maybe some old comics. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe maybe we'll read Ecstatics. Oh, maybe <laughs> we'll read something I am more interested. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I think mean, that... There, are, there is uh, X-Men Legends coming out next Wednesday. So, I mean, technically that is an X-Men book. I haven't but you read don't... any of those. Well, they're not connected stories. Each of them connects to a different point in history. We could talk about the different points in history that those connect to. Maybe. Ooh, now I'm excited. Oh, that excites you. Well, I don't know. They haven't been They haven't been great. They've been kind of throwaway random points, but... We'll see. We'll see. Something will happen. Until next time, old friend. Charles, not in charge of our Krakoa anymore. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.